Hello, everybody. Welcome to Therapized. In this podcast, we ask the question, what is it like to be in therapy? My name is Cassie Dennis, and I am currently training as a therapist. I'm working towards my PhD in clinical psychology. I'm not licensed to do therapy on my own yet, so I perform therapy under the amazing supervision of licensed therapist. While I'm in this portion of my training, I realized how useful it would be to hear the stories of people who've been in therapy who hold different identities than my own. As a white cisgender woman, I hold a lot of privilege and that takes a lifetime to unlearn. So if you wanna come along with me on this journey and listen to the stories from individuals in every walk of life, please join in. This week, we're meeting Ryan. Alrighty, so thank you so much for coming on this podcast and being willing to share your story with us. Uh, first, how about you just tell us a little introduction to who you are, Ryan? Okay, um, so I am a current special ed and football coach out here in the DFW area, of Texas. Yeah, that's pretty much it right now. That's my whole life. As of right now. <laughs> Ryan wears really cool shirts and has a pretty awesome beard, too, for context. Thanks. I grew it myself. <laughs> okay. I'm going to ask you three very important questions. One, if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? Do I have to only pick one? It's got to be one. All right. Because I always have a plan with two, but uh, I guess I can abide. But, um... Um, I think the ability to either, like, clone myself, to make multiple ver multiple of myself, that would be really helpful, because I have a, a list that's, like, a million things long, <laughs> and it never gets smaller, or the ability to teleport, that'd be really nice, just be like, oh, I think I want to go to Brazil today, poof, you know, like, stuff like that, just, like, be able to go wherever I wanted. What's your plan for two wishes? Uh, it would be to have a uh, fire and ice, kind of that cool combination there. Cool duality, absolutely. Yeah. Question two, what is your favorite type of flower? You know, my mom's favorite was our sunflowers, and I always like sunflowers too. They're very cheery. It's hard to be upset when you see sunflowers. I agree. And last but not least, what is your favorite milk substitute? I like almond milk. Just uh, just the regular almond breeze. Um, I like. I usually like the one with the hint of honey mm -hmm. in it, but since bees are kind of struggling, I kind of stopped buying it a little bit. So you just get the plain now? Yeah, or the vanilla. Nothing crazy. Okay, so... Now that we know everything there is to know about you in life, all the important things, <laughs> how about you tell us just a little bit about your history with mental health and mental health treatment? Okay. So my parents divorced when I was 13, um, as happens a lot in society. But with that, um, so I had some depression and anxiety that kind of developed from that. Um, I think those are the two biggest ones that I've struggled with, um, especially 
more so on the depression side of things. Going to, when I was 13, you know, I, my mom forced us all to go to counseling. I'm 13, 14 years old. I don't have any desire to go. I kind of just did the bare minimum just so I could, you know, get in and out. When I went to college, um, my university offered a free service for students to go uh, get counseling. Um, but when I went the first time, I went for the wrong reasons. Um, I was a girl and I had, we broke up and I was like doing this big dramatic gesture to be like, I'm trying to change. I'm making all these things and making all this effort, you know, I was trying to win her back. And like, ultimately I did win her back, but like a relationship was crap. And then I, I didn't really get anything out of going to therapy because I was essentially just like going the wrong reasons right and you know it, 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 you can't you don't get anything out of things when you're going for the wrong reasons like you reap what you sow is a really good explanation of that you know when i went to grad school however though grad school is extremely stressful um as you know <laughs> <laughs> You think you know, but you don't know until you get there. And then your professor's like, hey, read 150 pages and turn in a 20-page paper. Oh, by the way, it's due in two days. And you're like, uh. And then you have like three professors all saying the same thing. And you're just like, you're just overwhelmed. And I kind of really didn't have a lot of direction. I just I just needed someone to talk to and vent to. And I went to, back to the, my university's services again and I met, I found a counselor that I really liked we meshed really well and which also I was going for myself as opposed to like trying to win the heart back of somebody else and that was just awesome and like I was working like four or five jobs at one point being a crazy person and just working and not really having any outlets for my mental health so my mental health was just struggling I was I was in a kind of a rut at some points because I was just working all the time, coming home to an empty apartment. This is about the time when I got a cat. Shout out to animals. <laughs> Great. It was nice to come home to something. It was needed and definitely was helpful. Helped me to get organized in my own head and just get a little bit of balance. It was nice. Um, and then I, after I graduated, I moved on into the professional world. And it was fine, uh, or at least thought so. And then this year, 2020 happened. <laughs> Honestly, we could go start back to October 2019 is when everything kind of bad. I was trying to join the military and I got a DWI and they were like, hey, we can't take you in this um, while you have this on your record. You need to get this handled. We'll talk later. So that ruined the whole trajectory of everything I was doing. I was at a job I really didn't like. I was dating, I had just got out of a relationship earlier that year in 2019 with a girl that was not necessarily the healthiest relationship. I mean, it wasn't healthy at all. It was super, super toxic. A little, she was very, very dependent. And then I started dating another girl who was, she's like a transition girlfriend. I mean, she was really great, really nice, but like we would never so like no harm to foul now but like uh when we broke up in may i guess of 2020 but uh 2020 i got i lost my job that from that place that i hated which i had been looking so i wasn't too bad out of shape it would have been nice to go on my own terms but getting fired from your job sucks 
no matter how you because it just says like what and like no one will tell you what you did or like how to fix it they're just kind of you know i remember leaving the facility you know being escorted by the you know being having an escort as i'm taking myself everyone's just like ignoring me and it's like man it's not like i haven't been here for almost two years but just ignore me like i don't exist you know mm-hmm. you know and then that was that was one thing and then um like i said then that girl and i broke up in may and i started dating another girl really quickly and this one i really thought was potentially the one i i texted you a lot about it and i was like crazy in love with this girl mm-hmm. and so then like july happened and like we had a little bit of a rough patch and a lot of it too was my dad was dying and my dad passed away in july and you know it was you think you're prepared for things like that and like he'd been he's been deteriorating for three you know for three years and you're like okay he's you know it's it's gonna happen i remember like my brother like went and saw him and he was like you need to go see him and i went and saw him and like you kind of know you're like oh and then he died a few days later you know and that brought up a lot of anxieties and depression that I had been <laughs> suppressing <laughs> for so long, <laughs> but you know, and then, then me and that girl, we broke up in September, and like, I mean, it's, I mean, like, obviously, it's twice since that hasn't even been a month, but it's still like super fresh, super depressing, you know. But after my dad passed away, I thought, you know, I could feel myself starting getting depressed, and I could feel my like anxiety. Um, my anxiety, especially like in my relationship, was kind of I was all over the place. I was being extra, extra needy. I mean, I had the uh, emotional equivalent of a train wreck, you know. It was, which is fine. It happens. And then, so I tried to take, do a little bit. I could feel myself getting in that bad, dark spot. So I shopped for someone, for some therapy places, and found a place. I've been going uh, every other week about sometimes longer depending on my schedule my schedule is now like insane mm-hmm. which is crazy i only have one job now and so i was so tired of working multiple jobs i've been bartending through this whole pandemic you know bartending my my life through the apocalypse basically i'm just just like you know it was it was a lot my i honestly was more stressed out working at the bar than it was working at the school but i've been going getting counseling ever since and it's been it's been awesome and like i've been able to this is i think this is a huge thing i when you're looking for uh, therapists and stuff like that find someone you mesh with mm-hmm. especially someone who will call you out on your bs and um be like really that's that's how you think that's where you're gonna go about like come on we just we just talked about this like two weeks ago and you're like fine you know and you're just like all right you're right i know you're right I just i don't like i don't like what you're saying i want you to agree with me in the <laughs> different voice but it's it's been really really good for me especially mm-hmm. sorry i went on a little went on a lot longer than i you probably no that intended. was great you said so you know you shopped around a little for a good therapist someone you did mesh with what was that process like so i had no idea what to look because i mean i live in the the metroplex dfw area and it's some places are a little pricey um some people are just like why are you charging that much like <laughs> Uh, a great resource is Psychology Today. You can go on there, type in your zip code, and they'll give you like everybody who's 
registered on there and it has like a little bio on the basic that they're, they're trying to sell themselves you know and i recommend calling a couple people and you know you you can gauge somebody by their voice and how you connect with somebody because if you talk to somebody and you're just like i don't feel comfortable with this person over the phone i don't feel like i'm going to be comfortable with them in person or virtual or whatever i, I you know so it didn't take too long once i finally committed to it because i kept I've been saying, hey, I need to, I need to start going to help and do this. And like, I'm the, I'm the guy who's like, hey, you need to go get therapy and getting my friends to do it. And then like me holding my back, eh, I'll do it eventually. And then when I have more time. Yeah. And like, I think you make time for what's important. That's, I think that's really the major key there. Mm-hmm. And so I'm making time. And like my person is, um, she's great um about flexibility especially now now that i'm coaching my schedule is like i i'm pretty sure i don't i haven't left earlier than like 7 38 o'clock at my the last two weeks right and she's like i'll meet with you at eight o'clock like you know i don't mind it's not a big deal and i'm like you're great thank you you know she's flexible she's like sometimes she's like if we need to we'll meet on saturday if we need to and i was like okay so that flexibility is just so important for me. Now, have you ever had what you would consider to be a bad experience in therapy? I wouldn't say bad. I think that when I was going for the wrong reasons initially, like in college, I don't think she was bad per se. I mean, she was also a grad student too. So she was still like kind of learning something. Like I felt like she wasn't good about like calling me out when I was practicing toxic but behavior it was being I mean I looking back I I mean I was being manipulative trying to get this girl back you know which is I was going for the wrong, wrong reasons um and I'm sure that trickled down into the relationship I had with my therapist at the time too so I, I'm, I'm sure that like things felt good and like we were having breakthroughs but it really probably was just me more like controlling the situation to get what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it was a bad experience. I just think I was being bad and I just needed somebody to, to be like, hey, stop that. You're, you're better than this, you know? Mm-hmm. So in college, you were a football player, you're a football coach now. And we know that especially in the South, there are some like traditional things associated with masculinity and maybe some like stereotypes around seeking mental health treatment did you ever experience any of that you know i think growing up a lot of like people make fun of each other so we sometimes borderline bully each other uh, about stuff like that but at the end of the day it's kind of funny now all the people that i like grew up with have all gone through something traumatic and have all like just struggled with mental health and it's like and I know a lot of them are all are like they're all secretly going to therapy and stuff like that <laughs> We're just like I, I mean I don't that's that's one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to come on and do this with you is because I wanted to be open about things and not be in the shadows I think it, it's I think it's super important especially you know like um you know a good example, uh, Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, was his brother committed suicide earlier this year. And Dak was talking about his struggles with his mental health, his depression and anxiety after his brother's death. 
and then like he got ridiculed for it mm-hmm. and i'm just like and i'm sitting here going like how is that why how is that bad i saw like, there was that one media personality who just like really ripped into him it was like yeah he's he's and he got he just signed a contract extension he's a shock jock he just says stuff to get people mm-hmm. all riled up and i'm just like dude you can't expect him to just be like just rub some dirt on it and suck it up i mean mm-hmm. especially with dealing with grief grief is a is a dick i don't know if i can say that <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it, like it's such a, it's awful because like it comes and goes and whenever it wants because there'll be days where i'm fine i am coasting and then there'll be days where i'm like i i don't want to get out of bed i don't want to do anything i'm just my heart it hurts and like everything hurts and i'm just like trying to force myself to take one more step or pretend like everything's fine you know and it's i think that stigma is just it's it needs to change i think especially i mean let's be honest here if you look at the statistics because numbers never lie but like more men die from suicide every year than women mm-hmm. like why are like and like why is that not why is that an issue you know and it's because people have this stigma to just be like hey suck it up you'll be fine or you know you, you know just you just need to just fake it till you make it like that's not good advice yeah if we talk openly about something then we can start taking the power away from it yeah, it's like you're basically you can't put a band-aid on a fire hydrant and expect <laughs> it to stop. It's thinking of something Good dramatic. Enough. Yeah, you know, like you you can't. You have to really actually address the problem and figure like dude, there's a lot of things that I've talked about and discussed that I've realized like, oh, okay, maybe like I really need to work on these things and not just like suppress them or act or ignore them or just act like act like this is normal you know like maybe there's maybe i maybe i have some issues but everyone does and a lot of people have a tendency to be like man we'll just we'll just we'll be all right and people don't realize that even the most successful wonderful people struggle too everybody struggles and i think people forget that Mm -hmm. i think people forget that the human experience has trauma in it and we need to be able to handle things better you know especially like in school and stuff like that we don't teach things like this we always are like they give resources but they don't it's not encouraged it's like it's almost like hey if you need help you there's a place but it's like and then it's it's keep it quiet exactly it's like it's an embarrassment kind of situation and there's nothing to be embarrassed about if you're struggling the comparison game is like the most dangerous game ever because as soon as you start comparing you're setting yourself up for failure and like mm-hmm. let's be honest everybody who takes a picture on instagram is like no that's gross <laughs> let's delete it you know it's never the first picture unless you're me i'm a really good one and done kind of <laughs> picture guy you're very photogenic i mean yeah you know? <laughs> so you said that you're kind of the friend who would always be like, yeah, you need to go to therapy. <laughs> I'm always, I tend to also be like the friend that bears the weight of the world on his shoulders. And I'm like, I'm always like, I always am there for people. And I like reach, I, I mean, I'm, during the pandemic, during quarantine, I made, a, I made a point to call people 
every single day and just talk to them. Even if it was like a five minute conversation. Sometimes conversations last longer. I'm pretty sure I called you at one point. I mean, we texted a lot. Um, we've been friends for too long. I don't want to do the math. <laughs> I don't want to do the math because it makes me feel older than I really am. But I- uh, We're not old, we're so young. <laughs> it feels like it. And so what is it like talking to like your male friends, especially like other men about mental health issues? I think a lot of them are, a lot of them are definitely like afraid. I'm not, I wouldn't say afraid. I'm embarrassed to talk about it because this they've been raised that way. I and mean, we, as, as males, we've been constantly told, rub some dirt on it, suck it up. You'll be fine. But we don't have that time to just like process things and let things out you know we have a tendency to just kind of move on and just let it pile up mm-hmm. and then we don't like man i don't understand why i'm so upset and then they're like well you've let a through you know f pile up and then now g and h are happening and you're just like i don't know what to do and they're like well you gotta deal with one thing at a time that that's a good place to start but I, I do I do try to talk to my friends and check on them and stuff like that, especially this year, especially with it being such a weird year. And I think people really appreciate when you care, you know, enough to be like, hey, I just wanted to see how you were doing. Mm-hmm. You're good at that. You're good at checking in with your friends. I know. No one's really good at checking on me, though, which kind of sucks, but that's all right. I will make an effort to check in on you more, Ryan. Oh, thanks. I will reciprocate and be a better friend. You're a great friend, especially like through the most, the last couple of weeks and stuff has been rough, especially since, I mean, cause like breakups suck. Breakups are a train wreck of themselves. It's been an ass kicker, really and truly. I know, I've like gotten fired. My dad died, I've gone through two breakups. Like, I need a vacation. I, I think you do. <laughs> I think you I think I've earned it. For like and then on top of life. that, like, I'm, I'm, I'm teaching and, and coaching in, like, a pandemic, and it's, mm-hmm. like... I imagine that's pretty I mean, stressful. Okay, so example for football. People, I have to wear a mask the entire time I'm at practice outside. So kids come in, they have to do a QR code, and it's basically, like, do you, are you experiencing any of the symptoms? And they have to do that. And if they hit yes, we have to take them to the athletic training room immediately. And then they, until they get cleared by them, they have like a, like another questionnaire and stuff like that. And if they get cleared by them, then they can go to practice. But if they all answer no, then they go to practice, but they have to go, they have to wear a mask the whole time. They have to bring their own water bottles. And then like in practice, like if you're not participating in like drills and plays and stuff like that, you actually, you have to be, you know, social distance and far away. And like we, you know, we have to be like super careful. Mm-hmm. Nowhere I'd rather be though. I'm excited about everything. I mean, I started as a, you know, as a paraprofessional and I was bartending and then they had a coach leave and then they're like, Hey, you're now a full-time coach and a full-time teacher. You're teaching all these, you're teaching your own special ed class and um, good luck. And this was like September 11th, I guess. Yeah, whatever. It's been, I've been doing it for two weeks. And, you know, like, so I've had to, in the middle of the semester, I've had to, like, 
do all the training and stuff that I could have done that I was the normal teachers do in the beginning, you know, in service and stuff like that. I just, I had to do it all. Well, I'm so excited though, that you have this new job that you're excited about, even though it comes with all of these challenges. Thank you so much Me for too. Like, coming on here and talking about the struggles that you've been having and like how much you've been learning in therapy and how helpful that is for you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always here to be a resource. I like, I like talking. I, if you can't tell, I'm a, I am a little bit of a talker. <laughs> You're a good talker. <laughs> yeah, the communications degree I have, I guess. So I, I am glad. Thank you for so much for having me. It's been a, it's been a good experience. Yes.